Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and today I'm joined by Debbie Hauser for episode number 27 on the topic of anger. We'll talk about it next. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and it is my deepest desire to journey with you down the path to better health, mind, body, and spirit through the practice of mindfulness and spiritual awakening. Here in this sacred space, we will examine how the practice of higher consciousness and self-awareness can actually lead us to an optimal state of physical and spiritual health. We will talk about the various ways to increase our awareness and support one another along this beautiful journey. Thank you for being here and welcome. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry. Today, I'm speaking with health coach Debbie Hauser of Pure Symmetry Wellness Counseling. Debbie Hauser is currently a PhD student of natural medicine and holds her master's degree in integrated health and is a board-certified health practitioner. She has multiple certifications in nutrition, yoga, Ayurveda, life coaching, hypnosis, Reiki, NLP, auricular therapy, meditation, pro-consciousness meditation, heart rate variable, digital biofeedback, neurofeedback, quantum healing, EFT and TFT tapping, mindfulness, addiction counseling, and much more. Her focus is mind-body medicine, centered on natural approaches to healing the effects of anxiety and stress, using the core principles of Ayurveda as a foundation to treatment. A typical session with Debbie will include learning about your Ayurvedic constitution, and finding and treating imbalances and your body and mind through the following methods, specific contemplations, mindfulness, goal setting and planning, breathwork, neurolinguistics programming, Reiki, yoga, yoga nidra, nutritional and supplemental changes, and more. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Sherry. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm so glad to see you. It's wonderful to see you again. It's been a little, we've had a little hiatus here. So sure. Yes. You've got to get back in the saddle. And so today we're just going to start talking again. We're going to continue. We discussed the doshas uh, before. So we started with vata and then we went to kapha. And now today we're going to talk about pitta. Right. Pitta dosha, which for the non-Ayurvedic people out there, mm-hmm. um, we explained the the kind of the qualities that make up Vata people. It's mm-hmm. kind of headspace, airy, a little bit all over the place, but creative. Creativity, it's it's compassion, it's uh, exuberance and illumination. Yes. It's all those wonderful things. Yes. And then and then we have our kapha types yes or have a tendency to be a little bit slower and less maybe reactive but when they do react it's more of a 
depressed, maybe low energy, inertia kind of thing. Yes, stuckness. Yep. And then, then now we're on to Pitta. Yes. And so Pitta people are Pitta type people. And we're all a combination of these three doshas, but strong primary Pitta people are the type A people of the world. Go getters, the, the bosses, the, you know, they're, they're very, very motivated and they're very take charge and they're kind of on fire, which we'll talk about the Pitta elements that make up the Pitta dosha. And it stands to reason that it expresses itself in the human body or any actually living thing in this way of kind of on fire and going after things. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a great place to start. It's a good place. Yeah. And so, but Pitta type people tend to be a little bit, they can have some anger issues. And so that's what you and I are going to talk about today. Yeah. Expression when pizza's maybe out of balance. Right. Okay. But we can start with, I just, I just want to start with this thought is that the world is kind of chaotic right now. There's a lot of, right. There's a lot of anger in the world. Yes. Harshness. There. Yes. And so, I mean, nobody, nobody goes through life without some form of hurt or anger, but it's how we react to being hurt that provides us with a true view of where our hearts are at. That's right. That's right. So we're going to start, I guess, talking about Pitta and the qualities that make up Pitta and how that expresses itself. Yeah. So that's perfect. That's perfect. Great introduction. Um, That helps a lot. You know, it's, it's difficult um, unless you've really studied Ayurveda to, to kind of wrap your head around the idea. So if we look at it in terms of elements, we're looking at fire and water as pitta dosha's element. And again, you know, we have the five elements that we talked about earlier, but like you mentioned, pitta dosha, these people are leaders of the world because they have that exuberance, that strength to kind of step forward with bravery and and conquer and you'll even find them in the competitive sports as well because they have this strength to them right understanding that pitta translate to things that digest and our digestion is controlled by agni which translates to um it's fire god it's the fire god in in the vedic mythology. So Pitta is ruled by metabolism and the digestive processes, and it's responsible for for all the transformation in the body as well. And these typical qualities that you see in a Pitta person, you know, I always think of people that you can use as examples. And, you know, there's good examples that are coming to mind and bad examples. So I'm, all, I'm kind of deciding if I should give an example or not. But if you think of like a, a, a person with a medium built, strong body and like a, a powerfulness to them, that's your typical pitta body. You usually see a lot of hot, sharp, penetrating qualities. There's a fluidity, like a liquid, um, a spreading, 
to the Pitta Dosha. They're usually highly intelligent, intense people. They're also, uh, they have like a, a fleshiness that we, we say this is like oily. There's an acid type quality as well. These people are prone to sweating because of the heat and also prone to excessive thirst. Let's see what else, uh, frequent urination. There's um, a liquid, like a spreading with these qualities. And I think um, it's the body's way probably of trying to cool it mm-hmm. down, that high pitta quality right. when it's too hot when we urinate or when we sweat, that urination is hot coming out. And so it's releasing some heat from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pitta also, so just a little, the, the clinical end of it, um, it regulates the liver and the small intestinal functions of the body. So, so that's kind of like the, the words, but you know, how does this translate? Let's start with balance Pitta person, you know, leader of a corporation who's strong, they get up, they have a, a strong, healthy appetite. They do well when they eat their three balanced meals. If they're in balance, they're leading their company or their business or their job very well or working independently really well. Now, when we accumulate excess dosha, excess fire, this personality can have heat illnesses or personality triggers. So if you think too, too much heat, you're thinking, wow, fiery personality, but somebody angers easily, flies off the handle. And somebody's path you don't want to be in if they have too much accumulation of heat. Yeah, they also will, you'll tend to notice pitta dosha people will have, you know, either acne when they're younger or rosacea when they're older, these red type illnesses. Also, inflammation accumulates there's excess heat in the body so that's something that could show up as some um, painful joints or hives mm. um and too much acid also the first thing we think of typically is like stomach ulcers and things like that yeah. so keeping a, your your dosha in balanced is very important for this particular personality because this was the dosha that's kind of heading the you know the pack and you don't want to really lead with an anger and as you mentioned you know the world right now is full of excess heat and anger and so really what we need is like a a nice cool breeze to blow over everything and calm things down we do for sure yeah yeah, we do and with all doshas it's so important to show up every day for yourself and just take inventory noticing where you are yeah like the pitta dominant person would benefit so much because of their fiery nature and their short fuse you know i'm not dissing on pitta i mean i i have a decent amount of pitta in in me which i embrace because it gets me up and going in the morning and wanting to seize the day. Yes. But I think for Pitta people to learn to maybe do more yoga, like quieting yoga, restorative yoga, or some kind of cooling yoga to kind of bring it, bring that fuse and that fire down a little bit. Yes. Quiet meditation. Pittas need quiet. They need cooling things. Absolutely. So a pitta shouldn't go out and run in the heat of the 12 o'clock in the middle of the day. No, that's, that's an excellent point, but a good amount of exercise 
is really wonderful for helping pitta dosha deal with emotional strain that they're prone to. So for example, if they're having a, a lot of excess heat, you know, doing a good amount of time uh, on the elliptical or going out would be would be wonderful but to finish with they should end with a a nice cooling practice cooling pranayama practice cooling yoga practices and lightening up a little bit being more creative and, and allow things to flow a little easier not taking themselves so serious because they are very critical yeah. that's what makes them prone to these outbursts and, and even fits of jealousy right yeah. but definitely avoiding anything in the dead of summer it is really key for, for them staying in balance. So if, if you are Pitta Dosha and you love to go out for your run or a power walk or whatever it is, look to do it either in the early part of the day or in the later part of the day, not when you have that sun at the zenith point in the sky. That's really going to set you off. So let's talk about that. As we talked before, we talked about the time of the day mm-hmm. that is the pitta time of the day, like we talked about the vata time of the day and the, and the kapha kind of the time of the day, pitta has a time of day yeah. and a season. Yes. And yes. so we have to, when we start to practice Ayurveda mm-hmm. and we start to really tune into the circadian rhythm, and that is so important in Ayurveda because Ayurveda is all about balance. Right. And so we want to keep these doshas balanced and happy because mm-hmm. when they vitiate, in either way, it can get, you know, that's when we, we feel out of balance and things start to get either exaggerated or completely like down, down the hole where there's, right. so we want to try to keep a good amount of balance between the three doshas, but let's talk about the pitta time of the day. Yeah. And like you said, it just makes total sense. You know, when the sun is at the highest point, that's when the heat is the highest. And that does fluctuate through the season. So you have to take seasonal changes into considerations and time changes and things like that. But, you know, Ayurveda encourages us to become engaged with nature as part of the healing process, because the more we tune into nature, we're looking at balancing our elements with nature. So if you think about when you have the heat, you know, typically you're looking at that clock coming into around the noon time to the right before three, you know, two-ish that time. That's like really your prime. When the sun is at the highest point in the sky, that's when the heat is highest, right? And there's things that occur at that time as well, physically in our bodies, we metabolize better. We go through other cycles. You know, our body is doing so much work that we don't even know it's doing. It's genius. These are the times that we want to take advantage of what our body is doing and then avoid certain things because we don't want to aggravate what it's doing. So digestion is part of pizza dosha. It needs the fire for digestion. So if our digestion is highest, during the pitta part of the day, this is when we should have our big meal and allow the extra fire, the agni, to do what it needs to do, to assimilate the food for us, right? And isn't that the beauty of Ayurveda is that we start to be mindful of these rhythms and we work with them instead of against them. Yeah. And when we start to do that, we see balance restored to the body, health restored to the body. And so we could say, let's, Let's forego the run at 12 to three and, and, and instead have our largest meal and, and do a little relaxation. 
turn inward a little bit, right? Yeah. And creativity also can be expressed better too. You know, if you allow these things to happen naturally, because we're, we're so tuned in. Yeah. But it's very easy with Pitta Dosha to be drawn to the excess, you know, clinging to that that they have that real so you know it's working in nature but it's fighting an, an urge at the same time which kind it's of naturally like, occurring. yeah right it's naturally occurring in your body yes. yeah yeah and, and you know like we were talking before the we started our podcast you know it's easy to get thrown off and really get sucked into especially an aggression type of role you can really you know it does quite opposite this expression it snowballs but it absolutely doesn't it collects energy and you'll know it if you're pitta type and you are feeling aggressively motivated as opposed to creatively motivated you might have an inkling that you're off balance especially if you start yelling at people that's a big indicator yeah flying off the old handle you know at like very small trigger yeah. just like sending you you know into flames or really if you're in a relationship you're a very passionate person if you're experiencing a lot of jealousy yeah or you're critical critical yourself or your 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 partner that's another indicator something's going on i need to really tune in to myself and see hmm am i living in accordance with my dosha am i paying attention to balancing and if you're, if you're, when you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, say, say you're not a dominant pizza dosha, right. your partner is sure. Yeah. And so you're having a little bit of trouble navigating the anger outbursts or the constant criticism or the constant, um, like you said, and, or the, the physical ailments of your partner that is like, every time they eat, they're like stomach is burning with acid indigestion or they're taking medicine for acid reflux or whatever it is. It's important to understand the dynamics in order to guide your person or yourself. If you find that you are out of balance, yeah. start to tune in and start to understand Debbie and I are going to talk a little bit about some of the classic physical manifestations and then we'll talk about the physical, what the emotional manifestations of pitta. Okay. So let's start with the physical manifestations of a person who has too much pitta dosha going on. So you will see that show up physically. Hmm. As, and I mentioned some of these things earlier. Physically, you'll see the redness. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You could see hives on the body indicating physically you might see a person have thinning hair right even baldness correct i'm trying to think redness in the face and that gastric burning is like huge that is a big indicator if if somebody is having a lot of heat in their stomach yeah or all the way up to their throat that's an indicator yep um so also like frequent bowel movements. Oh, um, oh yeah, absolutely. Like diarrhea. Thinking acid, there's like excess greasy stool. 
Yeah. And also with the excess sweating that occurs, there's a very, Pizza Dosha has like a very fleshy smell. They can get a little stinky. <laughs> they have, they exactly. They tend to have more odor to them and they're extremely, and, absolutely. Yeah, 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 it's true. Their hair can get greasier easily. The, the Pizza people will need to wash their hair a little more frequently. These are definitely uh, people that are prone to imbalances with pitta. Mm, did I miss anything? Uh, oh, sensitivity to light. Even pitta mm. dosha commonly has um, lighter eyes. And they have, my husband's classic pitta kapha, so he's got very sensitive eyes, yeah. especially to light. And so that's another thing. Now, they have really, really strong appetites and are prone to sudden drops in sugar. So hypoglycemia is another one that we will see. So if Pitta doesn't have their three solid meals, they definitely get the hangry thing, hungry, angry. They get so hangry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nope, nope, it's true. So as a partner, personally, of somebody who has excess Pitta in them, keep mm. your Pitta fed, but keep them fed <laughs> properly. That's important. So let's talk about that even before we get into the emotional park before right. we skip, let's, let's talk about the diet, mm. physical components of an vitiated too much pizza dosha. Let's talk yeah. about the diet. It, it, it makes total sense. You know, in Ayurveda, we use taste to describe food, but I found when I was, you know, first understanding, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. The taste to avoid for pitta or pitta aggravating taste are pungent, sour, salty, and hot. So let's translate that into foods. So obviously we can think of sour foods, you know, like um, grapefruits, right? Uh, lemons, things like that. Pungent's a little more difficult. That's like garlic, um, those types of foods. Salty and hot are easy to understand. But to name acid foods, think about tomatoes. You know, these are foods that have a lot of acid in them. Hot sauce, hot spices, apples. Apples are, are sour in nature and that can aggravate the dosha. Yeah. And, and, and a vitiated so, person that's really out of balance will crave the very things they should oh, not yeah, yeah, be yeah. having. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's always hot sauce in a, in a pizza dosha refrigerator. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's have some pepper flakes on my pizza with extra tomatoes and onions. Ah! Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. and these yeah. foods contain a lot of heat or yeah. Yeah. acid. They're high in acid or the things that are going to make pizza go even higher. Yeah. And so that's why Ayurveda is so big into developing that communication with the body yeah. and trusting the body's wisdom that even though you're craving something that you know you start to understand that you run hot in yeah. every way. Yeah. And so hot sauce is just not going to be a good option. So you kind of have to use your intellect That's at right. that point and say, I know I crave that because I'm not in balance. So I'm going to skip it. It's like alcohol, alcohol, yeah. and because of the extreme work, unwinding can be very difficult. So they're, they're driven and their mind is on go mode and they want to come home and work um, even more because that that project has to be in before the deadline and yep. overachievers. And so then instead of shutting it off by using the practice of like cooling practice 
or yoga or something like that, they're turning to alcohol very commonly to shut down things. But if you think about the qualities in alcohol, that's going to aggravate the dosha even further. Exactly. Exactly. And so then it makes complete sense why somebody would say, well, why don't you bring in foods that are sweet? Things like that. See, I always found bitter and astringent when you would say it like that. It didn't make a lot of sense. But you think about the foods like pomegranates, chickpeas, green leaves, bananas. That makes more sense. Green green vegetables can be astringent. That makes more sense. And you can see, oh, you know, a lot of dosha should avoid salads, but this is the one dosha that can go with the salad and have a nice, you know, hearty salad as a way of calming an imbalance. You know, we really try to avoid raw food in Ayurveda, but if you are pitta, you you can handle it better, but don't combine it with, it's either all or nothing. So it's either all raw or all cooked, but not both together. Yeah, pittas tend to have the strongest digestion and are able to handle the raw where the other two doshas, not so much. Correct, yes. But the thing that is important in talking about the physical aspects of pitta too is that heat in the body can cause a lot of problems, the organs. And so you do not want your liver overheated. It's That's not gonna do you any, any good. Ayurveda is completely against drinking ice water yes. as that clogs up the works. It's too cold and it doesn't allow like bile or gallbladder or bile to flow. But pizzas really, really need to be aware that heat that is starting to spread. And you can see that early on in the skin. Yes. It's like one of the first manifestations of too much heat in the body spreading. This is also affecting the visceral organs as well. It's not just your skin. You can't just say, you know, oh, you know, I have acne or rosacea or a red complexion and let that go. Yeah, it's spreading spreading one of the qualities in in Pitadosha that it does, you know, travel and spread. There's that I I always imagine fire, water, acid. I know it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in my mind. And then that I could see like that liquid and spreading, and those are the matching qualities that you find but then when you think of it in terms of physical physical manifestations think about how our rash spreads through the body internal that heat rises and travels think about it that way in essence it becomes lava yes and that's a good analogy yes really good analogy when you were explaining it all i could think of and so the the volcano is getting aggravated right and then exactly. it blows and then the yeah. lava flows out. It, it's kind of like that kind of manifestation in the body. In the and that's such a perfect way because now I'm thinking about looking at a pit of person when they're really aggravated and they're red in the face and they may have a, a cold sore on their lip. And yes. if you can almost see that the heat's trying to come out of the body, the blood's so close to the tissue yes. that there's just so much sensitivity. You can see the burning happening right exactly so as that lava is spewing out into <laughs> the body the emotions because we are not separate from mind body emotions are one we are one unit we are not separate so the mind is always affecting the mm-hmm. functions of the body mm-hmm. and so let's talk about pizza minds and pizza mm-hmm. emotions let's talk about because that's super important in all of the doshas, in all of them. But yeah, absolutely. Again, going back to the quality of heat, 
-hmm. It's an intensity, right? Yeah. So there's this penetrating intense quality that makes Pitta have that ability to decipher and challenge and really break through and, and, and accomplish goals. They're super goal oriented. Mm, when imbalanced, oh, <laughs> I want to mention one more too, passion. There's so much romance and passion in, in Pitta. You think of that fiery passion, right? Yeah. That's beautiful. So these are all wonderful qualities. All doshas have their, you know, good and bad. It's balance. We, you know, that's, we wouldn't have one without the other. Exactly. Yeah. But again, when there's accumulation and there's excess, the, the very thing, the passion turns to jealousy. The focusness turns to being critical and too much intensity. And then that leads further to aggression, which leads to outbursts. And then this leads to emotional strain and burnout. The expression burnout would apply perfect here. It wreaks havoc with your intimate relationships. It can, absolutely. Yeah, nobody wants to always be on edge that someone's going to explode any minute. That's right. a really tough way to live. That is very yeah. Right. And just yeah. like, I mean, I'm not picking on pizza because like kapha too, if you've got a, a kapha vitiated person that's just on the couch depressed and is not moving, that's no fun to live with either. You want to go out and have a good time and your partner's just not able to, to yeah. climb Mount Everest. Yeah. Right. Right. So it, it works for all three doshas. That's why really, I think what we're trying to explain is we want to start to create mindfulness Mm -hmm. to, to feel and understand when we're going out of balance right. in any of the three. Right. And so what we're just speaking specifically of Pitta today. So we, we have to too touch on the time of the year, the season, right. when the Pitta will be more aggravated. Correct. So we're still in Kapha season now. The rain is going, is coming. You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's sunnier now. We're at Pitta season. No, not yet. Not yet. We're still going through. We have mud. We have mud in the backyard. That's an indicator. There's Kapha present. Yeah. So Pitta starts to come at the end of spring into the summer months. It's when you exactly would expect it to be in the hot months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, it tapers off into autumn, which we learned was Vata, right? But um, so beware that when the season, just like when the time of day is hotter, when the season is present, you're more likely to have an imbalance because any excess element will set off another imbalance. So it's a super time to really turn inward and pay attention to what's happening internally and showing up for yourself mindfully, whether it's on your yoga mat or just sitting and being aware of, hmm, gee, I was really having an outburst yesterday. What's going on here? Oh, gee, I've been running a lot. Maybe I should walk. Maybe I should do this. You can really take inventory of what's what you're doing, number one, and what's going on around you, your family at work, your friendships in the world. You know, it's very easy for us to get caught in the stuckness with what's happening in the world. And this can really help to trigger an imbalance. The news can trigger an imbalance. If you're stuck on it and you're really attached to it and you're watching violence on the television or listening to it, 
violence is an act of aggravation and this is going to inflame your heat and this yeah. is going to really make make your internal texture much hotter than it should be yeah and as ayurveda says we are what we take in through our five senses senses yeah so really start to pay attention if you're having like some accumulation which pizza starts to accumulate in the spring and then it aggravates in the summer and then it alleviates in the fall so you're kind of accumulating right now the pizza that will be expressed in the summertime so start to support calm things things yes yes and really what you know what does that look like i mean what can pizzas do one thing we do when we're, when we're being triggered by and we're feeling anger bubble up inside of us is we like take a deep breath usually. Yes. Right. Yes. Breathing, of course, is always a huge part. So let's let's talk about what pizzas can do. Yes. Down a little bit. Right. So I'll go back to breathing because breathing is one of my favorites. But end with that. But I want to lead with service work. When we're in service of others, we're not working from the ego anymore. We're working in a in a place of universal love, right? Yeah. And it's selflessness when pizza can become a little selfish, right? They have a, that ego-driven place. So, you know, donating your time in service of others is a beautiful, or, you know, even to a, an animal shelter, anything. It's yeah. a beautiful way to start to comp it. So you're coming out of your own mind. You're doing deeds. For me, I think that that's, you know, wow, that's beautiful because then you can channel all that excess heat into a really positive place and then the love filters back and that helps to soothe. Right? So that's my favorite. But then, of course, it makes sense to put cooling practices like cooling, creative, flowing yoga, nothing overly intense, more creative. Or if you're, you know, more of a runner, take it down a little bit, a notch. Or if you really insist on needing your run, end with a cooling practice, you know, take a little bit of time after you run to do something cooling, practice some cooling breath work. And I'll mention those in a few minutes. If you're a yoga person, be very creative, lighten up a little bit, have a little fun. You know, if you you like to take, you know, work your thighs, we'll go into goddess, but like flow your goddess a little bit, play with it and just express it that way. Pizza should probably not participate overly in hot yoga. Would you? I agree 100%. That's one of my avoid lists for pizza dosha. Unless you're in, you know, the the dead of winter, then it's a little bit safer. If that's something, if you are in balance and and you're, you're pizza and you're in balance and you're feeling good and it's a cool day, moderation is absolutely fine. But if you're, if you're really noticing that you're, you're having those signs that we talked about, then really use your your knowledge to make the decision to do something better for yourself right and if you insist like some people are just i love my hot yoga well okay but then really end with some cooling practices yes so definitely as long as you balance it you're okay and you have to really tune into your body and be mindful to understand what that looks like for you because it's different for everybody, which is why we love Ayurveda so much, because it's so specific to each person. Like you've said throughout the podcast, it just makes sense. It does. It makes total sense. It It just requires you to start becoming mindful and listening and trusting the wisdom of your body. Your body knows everything that you need and what you don't need. And it's right there trying to communicate. 
Absolutely. And if you don't believe us, how is your heart beating? How right. are you breathing without paying attention to your breath? How are you knowing to blink? It just, you, we know intuitively. Exactly. Everybody just tells us. Yes. And so if we stop, we pause. We need to pause always. Mm. Take the breath. What's going on? What am I feeling? What's happening? What are my people around me saying about me? Oh, okay. All right. There it is. Here's your answer. Okay. Yeah. Change your diet. Change your practices. Slow it down. Cool it off. You know, drink uh, a cool tea, a cool mint tea, or, you know, um, put some cooling spices on your food, some coriander, some dill, cinnamon even, fennel. Fennel's a great one. Cool your food down a little bit. And then, of course, there's the beautiful pranayama practices. My favorite cooling breath is the one where you curl your your tongue like a taco. Yeah, it's not easy. Some people have to use their fingers to do it. Shitali breath, but you literally curl your tongue like a taco and then breathe in and you can feel the cool air. I do this all summer long. Feels amazing. Yeah, I, I do. I put sandalwood essential oil on and I curl my tongue all summer because I get hot very easily. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And the Abiyanga, the self oil massage with the coconut oil, is yeah, like beautiful while you're because you just you were just talking about breath work and you can do your breath work after you've gotten your oil on and then yes. yes. while it sits and soaks in. Yes, I think it's so true. I okay. play a little music, I play a little mantra. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because but people is- say, oh my gosh, I don't have time to oil myself and do the breathing and you get, little, you get this little groove going. You do, yeah. You're multitasking a little bit, right? It's hard to have the, the full dinacharya, the full daily routine when you have a busy schedule. But, you know, you can get these practices and, you know, but like you mentioned, the coconut oil is really a good oil for, for Pitta Dosha. I like to encourage them to use the essential oil, like a droplet of sandalwood in their, their oil. If they, if they don't have something like coconut oil, if say they just have the sunflower, sesame flower, uh, sesame rather, sesame seed oil, that's my personal favorite. Then just add a little cooling essential oil. As yeah, well. and then we're just mentioning these things because coconut oil, sandalwood, they have cooling qualities that help pitch right. a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the breath work, because I didn't want right. to interrupt yeah. that. Okay, so we did the the curling of the tongue and breathing in. I was just doing that as you were talking, and it just is amazingly cooling. Yeah. So what's the next one that you would? Think so of? the opposite of the sun, which is hot, is the moon. Um, that's the, the lunar, right? So the left nostril is the lunar breath work. So we, we, we press um, our right nostril closed and we breathe in and out the left nostril. That's the lunar pranayama practice. That's a more cooling. My ultimate favorite is bees breath. Bees breath. Um, yes, that's kind of shutting up the world, but you cover your ears and I, you can cover your eyes and you can place your fingers in the corners of your mouth and your nose and you hum like, and that vibration calms down your whole nervous system. But it's, it's, the, it's very good for Vata Dosha also. It's a nice, yeah. soothing, cooling breath and you feel you feel silly when you first start to do it absolutely really fun when you're all doing it together in a yoga class and you're just it's just it's just a cool vibrational thing i really enjoy that yeah it really is um three-part breathing Mm -hmm. um and is a nice one as well you know breathing 
you're in and you're feeling it travel into the different categories of the lungs, into the belly, all the way down and then all the way evenly out the body. And if this is all too much to think about because you're so driven and so hot, then a nice even breath where you're just counting in, holding for one and counting out. So say it's five seconds in, hold, five seconds out. And I like to use the image of the rolling breath. And if you could think about it in terms of like a rolling wave, the image of the water also helps cool your body as well. Yes. So that's another helpful practice to include with the breath work. Definitely. So as long as we're on the topic, imagery and color. I was just going to say, I was just thinking <laughs> that because when you mentioned the, the water, I pictured the ocean and I was thinking, oh, you know, blues and those cool colors have such yes. an impact. Yes. We both are sitting in blue rooms, the two of us, blue, white, white rooms. Blue is a healing color. It's on that scale of, of healing colors. It's our communication as well. It's a very cool color. It helps to bring you down from the oh, way up uh, intense feeling. Yeah. And, and you can imagine, everybody says this, when I'm, I'm at the water, I feel the most at peace. Of course you do. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of reasons for that. But the, the water and the color and the sounds there's sound therapy as well these are all very pacifying if you have an imbalance most definitely mm -hmm. so i hope that this has been helpful to either our pakruti high pitta people high tight pitta go-getters out there or if you have a partner that tends to be high pitta i hope that this has been informational and helpful. I know I've loved this conversation and Pitta season will be coming up um, in the near future. And so, you know, just start to dial in when it starts to get a little bit hot outside and a little bit hot inside, there are things we can do. And of course, we're never, ever, ever looking at ourselves in a critical way. We're looking at ourselves and observing with self-compassion always. Right. Always. Absolutely. Amen. There are beautiful components of all the doshas and that's yes. just the way our creator made us and in perfect harmony. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much. My pleasure. For so sharing your wisdom and your compassion and kindness with thank all of us. Oh, thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you again. It's so wonderful to see you. It's always such a pleasure. Do you have any offerings you would like to share? I just want to mention that Debbie has the most gorgeous moonstone necklace on right now. And I'm just daughter gave it. <laughs> daughter gave it to her. And my daughter buys me moonstone. Oh, just a quick shout out to moonstone. Yes. Since yes. we're talking about pitta, of course, or crystals and stones, right? That's why I wore it today. I have yeah. my moonstone rings and my moonstone necklace. That's exactly. And yeah, you're all moonstoned out, but moonstone is a very feminine, cooling. Yeah. lunar I think my favorite stone one of my favorites too yeah Absolutely. yeah so we can also turn to our crystal and gemstone friends for help in the cooling that to prepare for the summer coming up so 
Yeah. So if you have any offerings to share, I'd love that. Yeah. Well, you know, as always, I'm, I'm seeing my clients at Happy Buddha and on Zoom and sometimes at the Mindfulness Center in Chester. And I also work out of the spot in Middletown, uh, Tranquilo. Uh, Vispa and my website is finally up and running correctly. Yay! Yay! It's um, www.puresymmetrywellness.com. But um, I'm, re- I'm doing actually something, uh, an Ayurvedic workshop in August at Happy Buddha for the yoga teacher trainees that's open to the public. That will be, you're there also in August. Uh, I mean, not August, April. April. Yeah. Yeah. The chakra chakra end of it. That's right. And so maybe, maybe our next podcast that we do together might be the chakra system. Uh, Oh yeah. Because my absolute favorite topic is I just, the subtle body holds all of our wisdom and secrets and it really is the most beautiful parts of us, the the untainted part of us and our original person lives there and it's just it's just a beautiful before all the world covered it up our subtle body is the grand master of our consciousness let's say yeah beautiful so well i thank you very much for sharing your wisdom and your offerings and so if anybody wants debbie's help in any kind of I guess it's, it's holistic health. Yeah. Yes. I focus with right now, currently I'm focusing more with working in terms of how the, the mind is affecting the body's health. So I'm doing a lot of work with anxiety. It's really kind of been there for a while and I incorporate Ayurveda into everything I do. That's kind of been a big focus recently, just how this, the mental activity is affecting our health and balancing it all. How do you balance it with your diet, your daily practices, all of the things that we've been talking about, how to keep things in balance so we feel better and we prevent ourselves from getting sick. That's the name of the game. It's just, That's just it. And if you're, if you're going through a health situation, a health crisis or, or an, you know, any kind of imbalance that you're having that's causing a disease to manifest, One thing that we want to always drive home in this podcast is that you always have communication with your own body and mind and the wisdom of our body and mind is unsurpassed Mm -hmm. and Ayurveda honors that the podcast do anything. Hopefully they convey that we are all our own healers and it just comes from within. And so I know Debbie and I wish everybody good health. Excellent. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, as always, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Be well. You too. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you would like to experience healing or give the gift of healing to another, please go to my website, www.hamsaholistichealingandayurveda.com or email me at sherry at hamsaholistichealing.com. Or you can contact me on Facebook, Sherry Berjanski. I offer Ayurveda consultations, Reiki energy healings, reflexology and Ayurveda foot massage, tarot card readings, angel card readings, and much more. If you found this podcast helpful, please share an episode so that we can spread this wonderful wisdom of healing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, take care. Namaste.